from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Here we go! Thanksgiving edition of the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are recording this on the Sunday before Thanksgiving. Oh, and the off the air conversations are even better when we record. <laughs> Friend Gun, Jonathan Swindleville, George, <laughs> Diego. Because Diego could be part of it, and he just looks at you like, you got to be crazy. It's amazing the generation Broaden gap. his mind. No. It's a generation gap between. I mean, you were sitting here trying to explain to us whatever that horrible song is that you have stuck in your mind you what is it alice's alice's restaurant if you ever really want to have fun no no you turn around they have it on these electronic jukeboxes you just put it on when you're at at one of your favorite establishments right as you leave I could so totally see him doing this if they had one of those at a certain barbecue joint in Plant City. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Every time. He played it uh, here in the studio for about uh, you gotta 40, listen 40 to seconds you. or so, and that was enough to make me want to just go ahead and destroy the studio. Because you I don't, don't understand. Think, apparently movement. not. I didn't know there was a movement um, anti-war song or something. And then I said, well, then explain it to me. What does it mean by anti-war? And then you start going off on this whole thing. And well, I said, is that mentioned in the song? No. Well, then yep. how is it? You, you got, don't have to yes, bring up the lyrics. You, you need to make it all the way through to the end. No, no, I don't. This is a traditional Thanksgiving time song. It is. I don't think so, man. It is. I don't think so. Oh my Diego, gosh. Okay, my I thoughts want you of your to Thanksgiving to are a little song. bit different now. <laughs> you got to listen to the song. Not don't, now. Don't do it to not, yourself. Not now. You won't finish before the the next break. But why how long is this wait, how long is this this dirge? You won't be able to listen to it and make it home. Jonathan Wood. It's that long? Yes. This is this is one of the favorite time this song is something my kids learned to listen to. One of them, poor child. And and one time my kids were arguing in the car, going from Tampa towards Plant City, and they were arguing about what was going to be what they were going to listen to. And my wife, being the negotiator that she is, she came up with a plan that you get to pick a song, and when that song's over, the next kid picks a song. And they all agreed to the terms. And then as soon as they started driving, my son says, I'd like to listen to Alice's Restaurant. <laughs> and it was still The playing. apple does not fall far from the tree. <laughs> How is this a song? I mean, literally, this is like five pages of lyrics. 
<laughs> I'm sitting here looking at it, and uh, it's like a podcast. I'm dude, <laughs> pretty much listening to a podcast. It really is. It's like I'm sitting here watching. It says, "Well, we didn't find one until we came to the side of the road. And off the side of the road, there was another 15 foot cliff, and at the bottom of the cliff, there was another pile of garbage. And we decided that the one the, big pile is better than two little piles. And rather than bring up one, we decided to throw ours down. Correct. That's what we did. We drove back to the church. I had a Thanksgiving dinner and couldn't beat. Went to sleep. See, didn't get up until the next morning. Got off the phone from the Officer Obi, he said, kid, we found your name on an envelope. Of the you started this, Seriously. is all I'm going to say. Listen. You started this. This is the horrible, wait, most horrible wait thing till, I've ever wait seen. Wait till you get to the 27 8 by 10 color glossy photos with the picture and an arrow and the paragraph on the back one. Oh, my Lord. Depicting the scene of the crime. No, I don't think so. I'd rather I'd rather have my teeth ripped Okay, out. while they're sitting here doing this, let's mean you go across the street. <laughs> I mean, it was hard enough to get through Uneasy Rider. I couldn't imagine trying to sit through this dirge. Hey, burn my house down. Listen, uneasy rider. Now. Listen, Come on. listen to it one time nine, all the way through. Nine. Picture the sixties. Nine. Vietnam War. Forget it. The draft. Blah blah. <laughs> You're just a sheep. You follow. Yeah, sure. That's me. You follow. Yeah, I do. Follow myself right to the ammo dump. <laughs> that's the only dump I want to get to. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, my Lord. Yeah, talk about robbing the dead. Anyway, we are here in the studio, and, uh, of course, we are not really here. We are recording the show that has now turned into some sort of debate over Allison's restaurant. But uh, we were talking a little bit about duck hunting that's still going on. Of course, deer season still going in full swing. Bill George is going up north to try to do his uh, dirty work on some uh, deer and maybe some ducks and geese up there. Uh, Jonathan's up in Bluntstown uh, trying to get his daughter a nice big fatty hog, and uh, hopefully we'll be right there with yeah. him. So, and Diego, yeah, he's gonna stay here. He said hey, he's gonna. What, stay when here. I get back, let's let's look at doing a fishing trip to somewhere. Fishing trip? Yeah, we will get Diego to go out and fish. Do you want to go inshore, offshore? What do you What do you think of that? We'll do. We'll, we know. Maybe you want to start him inshore, see whether or not he handles. Do, do you are, do boats well? Are you uh, you're not a seasicky person? No, not at all. How do you know this for sure? Uh, I've been on plenty of boats. What kind of boats? Small boats, big boats. Well, let's ha, give me the big boats. Ha, let where, me where, tell you. Are you offshore? Hundred miles? What do you? What ha, do you? Have you ever lost sight of the shore and didn't yeah. know where back was? Yeah. Okay. What were you catching out there? So, in other words, he's not a Glenn. Yeah. yeah. Or a Steve. What were or you catching Steve. out there? Uh, it was just uh, the trip that I went with with Vince. It was, there was a bunch of. It was like, we were like 12 miles off the shore. Oh, yeah. You guys went out there and did the kids fishing thing. Yep, yeah. exactly. That was a little bottom fishing stuff. Out really? There. Steve is bad? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? He's one of those guys who powers through it. He's not one of those people who like lays down. And, I gotta, I lay the chumps, lay down. I got to go lay down. Um, my wife was the same way. You know, if you didn't keep her outside and keep her face in the wind, then uh, it was a total thing. We went out and did one one time uh, kids fishing tournament out of with uh, Hubbard, and went out with the with the gang out there. And as long as she was on the front of the boat, away from the diesel fumes and everything else, and up there in the fresh air with the breeze blowing on her face, she was all good. Yeah. You walk her halfway back the boat, and by the by, by the time she got halfway down the rail, when I was young, I made the mistake of going on a three day charter. And I left with the flu because how could you not want to go fish three days on the charter? Sure, power but I through. left. I left with the flu, and so 
no, needless to say, you, you get nauseous just from being sick with the flu. But I was fishing through it. But that diesel, I would smell that diesel generator oh, exhaust. Boy. And to this day, when I smell diesel exhaust, I can't help but to think about that fishing trip. <laughs> about being sick. It, it, and it, there's something with that 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 smell memory recall type oh, yeah. like thing. It is just, sure. you know. I know that uh, one time I went off of uh, – off Clearwater with Gino, we were out all night. We knew we were fishing in the morning, leaving extremely early because it was a, uh, a middle grounds trip that we went out on, which takes quite a while to get there. And you leave at the way before crack of dawn. And so we were out doing what we would do back in those days at Clancy's and places like that. And so we showed up at the dock still a little bit <clears throat> woozy from that and decided to go and just get on a boat and go, and we did. Had a great time, but Gene got a little bit seasick while we were out there with a mixture of uh, Rebel Yell and some other things and things like that. But Gino's the kind of guy that, for him, throwing up over the side of the boat is no different than you sneezing. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, he could be carrying on a conversation be like, when we get out there, we got to make sure those pinfish are still... Still kicking, so make sure you keep the aerator in there. We don't want to lose anymore because we show up with a bunch of dead bait. It's going to be like, <laughs> and we're going to be out there bottom fishing with dead pin fish. We don't want to be there. put the chum slick out as he goes. He wouldn't even he wouldn't miss a beat, and I was laughing so hard I was rolling. It was one the of the bad part is you know there's other people on the boat though that could take that. That were probably because we were going into the wind. And as soon as you do that, it like goes right down the side of the boat. We're literally, you know, it's all now, now, when you went out on there, were you just doing the cameraman, or did you actually get to fish some? I fished a little bit. I caught one fish. I was probably fishing for like 10, 12 minutes, and I caught yeah. one. Most of the time, you were doing camera work. Most of the time, I was. So doing your mind work, was yeah. busy. You were paying attention. So yeah, you're you know you're concentrating on what you're doing, which seems to help uh, when you're out there and you may get a little uh, little seasickness. I've never been one who. Who got seasick? I guess because of my my father taking us out as kids. Out, he was a storm sailor. I've told you that before, and we'd be out there, and that sailboat would literally be going straight up and then straight back down. I mean, we're talking six, seven foot swells, and you know, whatever. The perfect Woo-hoo! storm. I mean, he looked like uh, you know um, Lieutenant, Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan <laughs> out there on the monkey thing. You're like, that all you got? Yeah. I mean, you know, and uh, so it never really. Never really bothered me. I did one time when I was sitting, it was rough, and I got and I went inside the cabin, which is the worst thing to do, which most people want to do. They're like, oh, I need to go lay down or go sit out. And as soon as you get in that confined space and the smell of fiberglass and diesel and everything else and all that stuff, it, it's like what you said, Bill. You just kind of like, they're going to get out of here. Did, did you say they extended snapper season or were going to give us some more snapper season? That's what the, the governor said he was going to do. He was going to do that. And so what, is that what you're planning on? You're, I don't know. I, you think maybe you're going to work I, it around that? You, listen, as far as I'm concerned, we get Diego out. We go find a place with a lot of black sea bass or something like that. Those are dang good eating fish. Puking my liver out. I will go to catch red snapper. Yeah. I love Red Snapper and Mangrove Snapper. I will be Gino. I'll be hurling over one side and bringing Bring fish it up on, on boys. Bringing fish up the other. Got another one. Got another one. 
Get the gap. <coughs> Get the gap. <laughs> be all good. All right, we're going to break. All right? We're breaking? That's why you're playing music? Is that why you're playing it? Okay. All right, we're going to take a break. We're the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford. Stay there. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors, the post-Thanksgiving show. Yes, it is recorded. That's why we sound so different. And uh, we are we are here in the uh, studio recording this, and everybody is gone for the weekend. So uh, just enjoy it. If you miss any part of the show, if you uh, miss the first two hours, you can always go to BigandWild.com and check it out there. And Go to iTunes and Stitcher and blah, yep. blah, 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 blah. And, and boy, some weird, are they good the, ones. Some weird Swedish website, something. I mean, it's, it's it seems to be everywhere. This whole COVID thing, we give you original in-studio content. That is true. Here, Thanksgiving, time with family, a little bit of stuff going on. We give you new original content. That, that is true. We're pre-recorded. Yeah, new content. Yeah. Well, uh, but we're not playing the same show from three weeks ago or two years ago. It's just like listen, like Diego says, it's just like listen to a podcast. We yeah. should. We should do a Christmas one because I remember I sang a really good ditty that I wrote for <laughs> Christmas. It was a really good show. Uh, listen, before the break, we were talking a little bit about fishing, and you brought up the the, the Governor DeSantis little uh, deal that he did, and and they usually do that. I remember. Rick Scott did it as well after Thanksgiving because that's Saturday after this one. Today, basically, is a uh, free fishing saltwater license free day, November 28th. So uh, November 28th, which is today, right? 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 It's the 28th? Is that when we're playing this thing? Is uh, going to be uh, a free fishing, saltwater fishing day. Additional days for uh, Red Snapper, November 21st, 22nd, 27th, 28th, and the 29th. So you won't be here for any of those because apparently I just found out because Bill Burkett, our good friend from uh, Port Gannick Barbecue, wanted to stop in on the December 5th show and bring us some goodies and all that kind of stuff like that. And uh, I said, oh, December 5th, yeah, that'll be a great time. And I'm like, yeah, right, Bill, you're going to be here. And he's like, no, I just got done telling you I'm not going to be here. That's I'm fine. Not, I'm not going to be here. More for you and me. And More meatloaf like, for you I and me. If I don't give you a calendar – which I had to resort to at one point in time during turkey season with all the dates on it <laughs> because you can't keep track to one. You, you live day to day. Well, I'm sorry. I show up for work. What do you talk? What do so, you mean uh, you had to give him a calendar? There's no reason to give anybody a calendar. I know where you're going to be turkey season. No, he actually gave me a calendar. He gave me one of the duck, NRA, NRA no, Ducks I, Unlimited I calendars you, or whatever it I was. Gave, I gave you a couple different calendars. Yeah. But, I don't know where it is. But yes, I, I, I have no idea. I where tried. It is. I tried very hard to try and keep you organized on if I was going to be here, and I didn't. I didn't take that many Saturdays off. No, that's true. I mean, uh, yeah, but see, I, I just, I, it's like you guys texted me uh, earlier this evening and are like, uh, "We're still on for six thirty to go record the show," and I'm like, "Yeah, why, 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 why are you even asking? I'll be there." 
Diego said he'd be there, so uh, we're good to go. We're all good. So anyway, uh, Bill said he's going to try to show up on uh, December fifth. Guess which, what? That like I said, that means more barbecue meatloaf no, for you no. and me. Well, oh, that's yeah. what I was going to say. What What did you think he was going to bring? No, I I did I did text him back and I said. Uh, it's all good. Come on in. Uh, Bill won't be here, so you can stay as long as you want. And he said, oh, man, the boys wanted to talk to the guy, Mr. Bill, and know what uh, what Gators think. It's all good. Uh, I guess the boys wanted to, well, to see you. So, Well, yeah. hopefully you, I will have shot it, a buck bro- and I will be available via telephone. You've disappointed some uh, uh, Special Forces oh. Rangers small children. So good luck with that. We're going to have those kids out alligator hunting. Yeah, I know you will. Yeah, that'll be a oh, that'll oh be boy. an extreme boys' night out on that one, boy. Oh, you better be ready for that. Well, maybe Dad will stay home and uh, we'll take Mom out with the kids. Okay, good luck with that too. <laughs> I mean, it's all good. So anyway, you're not going to be here, but uh, Bill Burkett uh, from Porkanic Barbecue says he's going to stop by, so we can look forward to that. And you're not going to be here. Nope. I so, won't be here. And uh, as for saving any of the meatloaf or anything like that, <clears throat> I didn't even Forget get it. my jar back Forget from it. from the venison. It's at the house. It's cleaned. It's nice. It's sanitized. I put Follow it in the dishwasher. We'll it's here. all good. It's I almost good. texted you and said, hey. Bring me my dang jar? Yes. Why? Because you want to take it back as a gift, you cheapskate son of I was going of... to return it. Oh, is that what you're going to do? Yes. That's how you get more of what you asked for. Ah, I didn't know that there was a return policy. Am I supposed to get like 25 cents back or something when I give you the yeah, glass container? Yeah, 25% of what you gave, you'll get back. That was like 50 bucks. <laughs> I think it was like $50 I gave for that. So if you want Wasn't some it? more canned meat, back, see, send Diego the can said, back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Diego said, when, when are you leaving for sure? Are you leaving tonight, tomorrow? Tomorrow. You're leaving tomorrow? Wednesday. Wednesday. So that's three days from now. Well, I'll bring it it's with the me. the day before Thanksgiving. Are you going to be over in the neck I, of the woods? I, yeah, I'll, be at, I'll be there with the G at uh, Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably swing by there. I'll throw it in the trunk and let it roll around for a couple of days that's and fine. see if it survives. That's fine. <laughs> that's a mason jar. Yeah, it'll about be to say. Doing, it'll just do fine. Okay. All right. The lids are what's more valuable than anything. Oh, my Lord. Well, that oh, is yeah. true. The vacuum lids and all that stuff. It's, right um, now, it's just the, with this whole... You know, I I don't know what it's from. If it's everybody's canning or or whatnot, but it's hard to get well, some of it's that. It's amazing stuff. what's old is new again. No, well, what works. What's amazing is how many I was in two different stores today, and you know what I saw? Mason it, jars. No, toilet paper, paper towels. The pressure canner, the pressure yeah. cookers for doing the pressure canning. Right. Saw. Yeah. So, Two different stores had those. Like I said, what's old is new again. Wait, they still had them, or <laughs> yes, the, okay. the 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 basically the pressure cooker, you know, that you set the jars in when you cook it. Well, I think you have a whole generation now that if it doesn't say Ninja on it somewhere, they just don't know what it is or how to use it. If it doesn't say Ninja, oh, I saw some whipper, of those today at the store too. But... Ninja blender, Ninja cooker, Ninja pan, Ninja <clears throat> microwave. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. And I, and, and, and I argue with your brother about this all the time. I like my Ninja products, and they are very useful to use, but it's amazing to see. And I said this to somebody the other day because, of course, that. we had you give me the conservative tenfold hat stuff all the time. This is my message <laughs> to all the big tech guys out there. Guess what? 
when it runs out of power, <laughs> you're screwed. I'm not. That's true. There you go. I always <laughs> have two bags of charcoal. Got to have it ready. Hurricane preparedness. We know how to what, use things hey. called fire and everything mm-hmm. else. What what feeds your Traeger? That's that's fine. That Traeger's fine, but you, you can always put charcoal on the bottom what, of that bad boy if worse comes to worse. What feeds those pellets? I, I know what feeds those pellets, what but you I can still put. You but can still I can put go it down. Believe me, I can go down the road, and there's a stainless one sitting at Dad's house that runs off of charcoal and wood, and I can make it just as good. As I yeah, can negative on that Nelly. <laughs> Bring it on, he sunshine. Knows what he's doing. Don't even try it. <laughs> Bring it yeah. on. You know what? Speaking of that, in your little souve. Yeah, there you go, Suve man. I will say this. I was watching television today, and I was watching some uh, adventures in Japan or something like that, and they were using a Suve. They would put uh, the marinade and the um, the uh, ingredients and onions and stuff like that in there, and they would Suve chicken livers. Hmm. And it would. they were like, the, they were like turned into like pate. And they would just mix it with rice and maybe a couple eggs and stuff. And it was like, they were like, oh, this is unbelievable. It's delicious. You know, because liver usually has that, like that chalky kind of, you yeah. know. And it, it removes all that. And it was like soft like butter. And really? And I was like, he's like, these are the greatest chicken livers I've ever had in my life. I've never been a chicken liver person. I like them fried. I like the uh, I've never been livers. a real liver person at all. But gizzards and livers? Historically, for many years. Many, many years at deer camp, like Tuesday night, we were going to have liver and onions because they deer liver, yeah. Somebody yeah. That, that was tradition, and then as the old, old timers weren't there as much, that tradition kind of went by the che- wayside. Yeah. Well, it's like you say about the uh, we're talking about livers and gizzards. See, the first when you say that in traditions, Perry, Florida. There was a gas station that you stopped at. We stopped at every time going up to the woods that we would go there, and they had the best. Which one are you talking about? You're talking about the one that was south of Perry, like in Salem, in on the right hand side. If you were going up, I'm trying to picture. It's still it in my there. Mind. It's well, it's there now. They've got a new, a big, huge place, but Rockies. Is that what it is? Yeah. I think I might have been there before. I don't think that I was that was like state known place to stop for gizzards that was way before the stuckies oh my gosh you had to get over there and pull over at the stuckies there after you need to find out from bart with a deer heart how long we he thinks we need to it's a muscle i don't know no no it's the same as a steak it's just a muscle are you gonna cut it up first or are you gonna put it in whole i don't know that's what i need his advice i think if you sliced it up and put it in there it'd be no different than uh, any other steak that you would do I, I mean, most me people most people do deer heart um, on the rare side. Heart. So, do you do yours rare, or do you not like it rare? No, like it? that well, my dad usually cooks it, and he he boils it and boils it, <laughs> and then slices it thin. Why would you do that? What did that deer ever do to him? Well, why would a, you boil? Uh, that's I've just told you. That's why I'm, we're going to experiment. Don't ever do. That's a tradition. You need to. That I needs to go away with dad. Stop boiling. <laughs> Don't boil Soak it. that sucker. Slice it up. So and let's slice roll. It up. Yeah, we always sliced it up and either uh, breaded it and fried it, oh, and, you know, yeah. and breaking bacon grease, or you cut it up with onions and stuff. And, and do, do it not that eat way. a lot of it, or it's because it's like fish roe, and it won't be hard to figure out where you're going to be at. 
What? It was. I never had you that. Might have a case of the backdoor trots. Never had that. that. Had that with liver, but never had it with heart before. <laughs> but now on the liver side of it too, that's another one that uh, if you you got to be kind of careful with deer liver. You got to look at it, make sure it's not spotty or anything like that, and you know. Do you not cut that up before you cook it? Do you slice it in half or just do it whole? No. We cook it whole. We'll talk more about it when we come back, mister. This is not over. It's over. Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford. Stay there. Another hunt camp tradition, Miami Vice on Friday night. <laughs> That's for our boy Dean Earl. And you know what's really bad? I can close my eyes and I know every picture of the video where the song is. Like yeah. when the Brazilian chick walks by or when the boat goes or the highlight player throws the... The, the Ferrari. The ball. Everything. The pelota. You know, I used to play highlight back in the day. <clears throat> I used to go over to the old highlight fronton over in Tampa, <laughs> me and Gino, and... Go over there and play again there on Saturdays. How many times do you get hit with it? I never got hit. I did watch a guy get his ankle completely shattered one time when he what? tried to do the hop over. It's like you said, the ground burner when it like when you play golf. Oh boy. He went to go backhand uh, the pelota out of the cesta and it just he didn't hop the, the first leg made it, the second didn't get off the ground and it that ball hit him. If you ever hear that ball hit that that wall, that back wall, have you ever seen highlight? Yes. You ever gone there? Yes. You, you used to have it here in Tampa. Yeah, that's where we used to play. You know, they would have open days when they didn't have any tournaments or anything going on. And we used to play behind the wall over here at the TGNY on Park Boulevard, and we would waffle. People don't understand how fast that ball goes. If you threw a baseball out of a uh, Cesta like that against a brick wall, it would go whoink, and it would be flat. <laughs> the only ball that we could find that we could actually play with. A golf ball. Nope. Shatter a golf ball. Shatter. Are you kidding me? It would shatter it, or it would literally put and a hole. In, it. <laughs> it would put a hole in the back of the building. The only ball that could take the hit, lacrosse. A lacrosse ball would do it. It would. It would take the the amount of abuse that you could practice with. It was a lot heavier, so it helped you a little bit. Oh Lord! So then, was, when y'all went with a real ball, y'all were chucking that jigger. dude, whipping it. And you got to remember that back wall, that wall, that front wall there that you do your everything off of. That's like three feet of solid. Granite. That's what would be able to take the shock of that ball hitting it that hard. And when it makes that sound, that, I mean, it is cracking off of there. That ball is as hard as a cue ball. How fast do you think it was going? Oh, I don't know. You'd hear them sometimes go by your ear and you're thinking, oh my God, am I dead? I don't know if they're alive or dead or not. Somebody shoot at you. <laughs> I played front court. Gino usually played back court. I had an Almortha basket and I think he had a Garonio. And yeah, we used to play all the time. We were those guys that would sit back there in the back of the back of the highlight when the when the players would come out. We were like, "You got you got any extra baskets or anything you want to sell? You want to get rid of?" And you know, because that's the only way we could get them. Then you get a used one, and we'd go play with them that way for for hours, and then go to the A and W root beer and gain back everything that we just worked off. <laughs> that's right. Go get a quart of A and W root beer and a couple of those dogs, those Reuben dogs. Yeah, it's awesome times. Well, uh, during the break, we were kind of jimmy-jimming around in here and just yabbity-yabbing and, and talking as we always do. And um, 
we were talking about the heart and the livers and other internal organs that a lot of people are not big fans of. I know there's a lot of people who keep <sighs> kidneys and things like that out of deer. I've never been a kidney kind of person or a shortbread kind of person, but uh, deer liver and deer hearts were always something that were part of our menu. Uh, anything else would be left for the other critters of the woods who Bait. could enjoy a meal out there kind of thing. I don't know where their tradition started. I know that maybe it's a Thanksgiving thing. I don't know because we did the liver thing too. Uh, usually during Thanksgiving after the 15th, the big deer hunt, that was the first thing that we would eat before Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? It was like the, the day before or whatever. Yeah. Or even after sometimes. My dad was a big liver guy and a uh, big tongue guy too, and I was not a fan of that either. Shoot. Deer I've tongues? Seen- uh, yeah, deer or even cattle. You cattle. Know? I, I could see cows. Like. Yeah. My dad would have a thing. He'd go, hey, I got some hummingbird tongue in the refrigerator if you want to make a sandwich. And I'd be like, hummingbird tongue? What is that? <laughs> a big thing sticking on a plate right there in the refrigerator. You're like, ah, I'm not eating that. You can actually see the taste buds on that thing. I'm like, eating that. Yeah, but they peel off. What? <laughs> I've seen uh, deer hearts almost cause knife fights at the Skinner Rack. Deer hearts, I know that, uh, but I, you know, I'm not busting on you or anything, but I've never heard anybody that boil the heart first. Rinse it, cut the tubes off, get it trimmed down, take off that. Uh, Treat it like a filet mignon. Take that, uh, trim off some of the fat and everything else that might be around it. But then other than that, it was sliced thin and. Done it that way. <clears throat> Usually in a rare, medium rare kind elk, of deal. Just as good. I've never had elk heart before. Oh, I bet it's good. Because you didn't shoot elk. Oh. Yeah, but I know people who do, and yet they apparently he won't don't bring you the elk. Apparently they you don't think make. He's going to give you a, a heart. Apparently they don't make it back back hey, to Florida. I have fed y'all elk meat, and I'm talking yeah, but not yeah, the but heart. heart. Uh, you're okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They don't make it back here to Florida. Um, uh, that's kind of like Al's deer bacon. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, I love you. One. Don't get me wrong. I love you guys, but that's a hard one to give away. But that's, that's there, are thing. Certain, there are certain things. We mentioned that, uh, <laughs> you know, about, uh, Gordon getting the, the deer. Yep. That's he's having it cut up up there. I and remember taking that it to phone. Al and having him make some <laughs> some bacon and some, call. some sausage stuff out that's of it. That's a smart move on his part. Get a deboned, get a cut up up there, and then bring it down. Okay. Yep. I remember. Idea. I remember getting that. I was in the middle of actually burning some stuff at my house, and I got the phone call, and it says Gordon Radio, and I'm hands are full, can't answer it. You know, as all get done, call him back. I'm like, hey man, what's going on? Okay, so uh, I just shot a deer. What do I need to do to get it to the house? I'm like, yep. <laughs> oh yeah, because he was out of state. So uh, hey, that's a smart thing to do. Why Why risk it, you know, bringing it down here? Because Al would look at him. If he brought it down with a head and everything attached, he'd be like, yeah, you need to take that away from here. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's just the way that the rules he, are. He he called me, and he goes, I have a processor here. What do I need to do? I said, go ask him what it's going to take to get it deboned. I, you know, it's hard. It's hard to trust a new processor, especially one that's out of state. So, I learned that the hard way with, with Jason's meat. He was in a hurry. He didn't want to wait for the uh, the Mennonites to do there, so he ran into Buffalo, Missouri, and found some processor. And as soon as he dropped off his deer meat, they weighed it. 
and said, how do you want it cut? And he, you know, you mark it kind of like with Al, you know, you have this many sausage, this many pounds of butter. And they go back in the freezer and they just pull out the order and put it in a box and handed it to him. He didn't get his own deer back. He got correct somebody else's, multiple people's deer, which turned out to be a bad, bad mistake because uh, I think one whole half of that batch was all tarsal gland up and he couldn't eat any of it. I mean, it was just... It was somebody didn't clean it right, or uh, you know didn't well. You know, that's what I told handle it correctly, and it just it ruined literally half half the deer meat. That, that that's had. what I told Gordon with this deal. Is I said just take it to him and tell him all you need it done to it is deboned. Take the bones out of it, and that's all you need done to it. Good job. So you gonna bring back ribs or anything, or just uh, shoulders, back straps, and well, blah, blah, technically blah. under the executive order, you cannot bring back any bones. Yep. So not even shoulders or uh Oh, no, or no, no. Those things are hideous. So you can't quarter them? No. Unless it's on the line of Florida if you're if you're laying bicycles. But if you were bringing back your roadkill Florida deer or you were taking your Florida deer with you, you're fine. I so love, you're saying if he shows up with it and says it's a it's a Florida deer, then there's not really. I love it when y'all give do. each other yeah, these all, you, all, all all somebody would have to do is call in a harvest report form, say I harvested a deer, they got a number, and now that deer is a Florida deer. Uh, it sucks. As far as Al's concerned, I know, but that's. I mean, I understand that it can be done, but He's I mean, most of us are five deer to be in Florida. I'm trying to be no. honest. You know, but the thing is, yes. That's what's so ludicrous about the whole thing, the whole idea of it. If you can't just even No, what's ludicrous thing. is the dang leg bone and shoulder bone have little to no possibility of carrying CWD, but the lymph node has a high probability, and we don't ask you to remove that. Well, now, wait a minute. Lymph nodes are all over the place in, in, oh, a, yes. in a critter. yes. They're underneath but, the armpits and the that, crotch. That is one of the high probability places of CWD being there and in the spine brain. Okay. High probability places if an animal has CWD that the prions will be there and you want to, to not bring those. But it's easy for me to tell you, hey, you can't bring a, a leg bone in, low probability, but to tell you you can't that bring science up. stuff again. Mm-hmm. Okay. How many buzzards are eating roadkill up and, and then coming down here in the wintertime and, and bringing it with them? As soon as they cross the state line, oh, poof, fertilizer know, in the bushes. Yep, fertilizer, yep. and there you go. You need to quarantine at the state line. You need to make sure that you turn around and spend at least a couple days there so that, you know, anything in your system doesn't come <laughs> south. Yeah, they bring back the impact fee for uh, for vultures. As soon as they cross the lines, like hey, I know hey, somebody uh, with a porta potty company. You got to, uh, you know, you got to pay an impact fee because you're growing in but, and bringing. But in. that's the thing is, and hunters want to do the right thing, and yes. and I want to do the right thing. But I'm bringing my leg bones back. If I want to have a steak with a bone in it, I'm doing it. Hey, I've got some shank recipes that I want to try now. That's yeah, they've got my interest. Would you ever do the uh, marrow thing out of that for a deer, or do you just, you know, if you debone them? I mean, it's a shame that you had to leave that behind. A lot of people do do do, uh, you know, bone broth and all that other stuff. For well, base. or just have a steak where you take the ham and you yeah, slice steaks, across it. Yeah, steaks out of it. Yeah, oh, I understand.
Well, you do what you got to do, Bill George. Just right. don't forget the damn ducks. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. It's a Thanksgiving edition, post-Thanksgiving edition. We are recorded, so please do not call. Unless you want to just let it ring. We'll be right back. Psychedelic uh, finish strong, boys. Come back. It's awesome. What is that instrument that sounds like a chair creaking? It's a, it's a, the Latin, uh, the gourd, you know, that. You've never seen them? Well, no. All those rocking chairs in the that, Patriot that that's Mel Gibson asking. tries to make. It's got ridges in it. It's They're cut across it, and you take a stick and you just. I thought they called that a washboard. Well, it's kind of like a washboard, but it's the the gourd they used to use a gourd, and now it's, they've got you know made out of wood and stuff like that. How do I know that? How the hell do I know that? <laughs> Where did that come from? Must have been an acid trip or something back in the day. Oh, a mountain of knowledge. Uh, before the break, we were talking a little bit more about food. Isn't it funny how we've talked about food almost sixty uh, percent of the show <laughs> after Thanksgiving? Which means that we haven't had Thanksgiving technically because this is being recorded the Sunday before Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm sure maybe um, two Saturdays from now we'll be going. I don't even want to talk about food. I'm still, I'm still not on like some ham or something left over. But uh, we did have a conversation. You were out of the room going to get some sort of beverage, Bill George, and uh, Jonathan was asking me about uh, his dough tags and the things that he has. And I said, I thought it was this way. He said, I thought it was this way, and people are telling me this way. So let's ask Bill when he comes back. So. Now that you're back, we're going to ask you. Are you you going to wear your headphones like that all night? What are you? I'm I'm all good. I can hear. Maybe. What's with the cordage wrapped around your? You look like really. You look like a. (laughs) Why does you look like a deer that got in a fight with a with a barbed wire fence over there? Oh my God! Somebody take a picture of that. You got to put that up on the. The hair and everything. Oh my gosh, dude! So go ahead, ask him your question about the deer dealio, the doe things. With the properties we have, we obviously get doe tags every year. No, you elect to get doe tags. Well, we, yeah, we're in the program to get the doe tags. He knows okay. what he does, Bill. Just and let him talk. I've had people, well, I know in the past that <laughs> we were allowed to shoot does on the doe weekends. Yeah. That did not count against our tags. Now that they have changed the program, the tags that we have are all the amount of does that we can take off of said property. We cannot shoot You cannot does. take a doe if you do not use a tag. Yeah. Every doe that's harvested off of that property must have a tag. So it doesn't matter if you're in archery season or gun season. Well, what or, I'm saying is, is I know now that we have, day. you have five does or five deer per people to, that they can take, which is three bucks and two does correct 
And they so, can go to South Florida. They can go to North Florida. That they can state, go wherever. That's statewide. But if they're on my said property that I have, say I've got 300 acres that I've got five doe tags for. Yep. Five does can come off of that, that 300 acres. No more, no less. With those specified tags, not a person coming in and that's one of their does on a doe weekend that those tags must if they kill it as a doe on a doe weekend you still must use that tag tag okay even on his private land if i'm not the private owner of the land that but the property is enrolled in the antlerless deer program yeah so any harvest that comes off of that property has to be accounted for a tag he doesn't get priority. No. Where he, he can get more deer. They say, okay, that property can have five tags. What that five tags does is it gives him the ability to take those does at any point during the time he yes. wants. If he wants to do it archery, if he wants to take them all gun. Even out of season. It, it, no, there, <laughs> it has to still be within the season. No, they're not those kind of tags. But. But they can turn around. He doesn't have to wait for an antlerless deer day. And that's where a lot of people don't understand what this, this program does. It, does not, it no longer gives him, hey, you can shoot five anytime you want, and then you can still have your doe days and your archery and everything else. So it else. doesn't give you anything extra. It doesn't give you anything extra. But now let me ask you. you but, and for some people who want to harvest more antlerless deer – off of their property, and and they're trying to adjust the balance of the ratios. If you want to do that, sometimes your best option is not to put the pro deer property in the antlerless deer program, yeah, and then turn around and get everybody you can to come harvest deer during those antlerless deer seasons or the archery season when you're allowed to harvest an antlerless deer with a bow. So, it, what my question is if since it's part of the antlerless doe program, it's totally different than if you had a nuisance tag. Because if you had oh, nuisance yeah. tags, then it would be all year round, uh, and they would not count against his doe weekend. If if uh, said client or you went up there and said, I want to shoot a doe during doe weekend, it wouldn't count well, towards his nuisance tags. Correct. correct. Right. Nuisance, okay. uh, right. And they don't call them nuisance. It's deprivation permit. Yeah. I, well, they... Used to be well, called and these, are, these are questions that I'm well, asking because it's you hit the and I'll be I'll be on, blunt honest with you about it with anybody about this the management program I'm trying to implement up there in certain on certain pieces of property that's the part for me that I'm trying to weigh out whether you can't manage 300 acres well no what? you can manage no you can manage you, things about the you can met well you can manage what you can manage on the there's, property there's you can't no manage deer, the deer there's no deer that is stays on that 300 acres all the time no that's what i'm saying though i can't manage the deer i can manage the property which means i can make the property the most desirable 300 acres for the deer to want to stay on it Correct, but I can't manage the deer. Yeah, no, Until I'm not going to argue that. Then he's going to go everywhere. Oh yeah, no, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> Put a leash on that thing. No, keep that in part. Of tree. That part of it, you're a moron if you think you're going to do that. But yeah. I mean, if you keep the property managed to the point to where you got all the ladies wanting to stay on your property, well, then guess what? 
if you got the hottest nightclub in town, he ain't going to be over here at Joe's Bar. I mean, Alice's Bar? I'm, I'm just saying. Alice's might be out of business. I'm ah, just going to say it. I got you. Yeah. No, it's all good. But, yeah, you still have to use the tag. If you put the thing in the antlerless deer program, you need to use your tag. That, and, I mean, and that was a conversation I was having with my father and all them the other day about it is because they're – Three, four years ago, that was a way that we, I mean, we did get the property back to somewhat sound, uh, uh, in my mind, what I would say was more sound because we did have a ton of those. And that was great for us because we got the tags, but we could also shoot them in archery. We could also shoot them on the doe days. And, you know, it was great for us because we would have four or five tags, but we knew we needed as a carrying capacity to take 15 to 20. Now that's, that's all saying that's what's the law. Yeah. Okay. Now at the end of the day is there's no way for them to know yeah. where that doe got harvested or well, no, but or it's not. like you said, it's just, and, and I'm not being honest. I'm not, I'm not proposing that people not do things honest, you yeah. know, um, but that is that is they really don't know. <laughs> yeah, so. but the world we live in, we're not. <laughs> yeah, Mister, we're, we're not I, taking that chance. I, I saw a blue light coming <laughs> no. in the upper right hand corner of my phone, which means they're recording hey, me. I, I'm that not sorry. Happen. I'm not taking that chance. If you see a blue light, it's really bad trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of blue Especially lights, if it's flashing. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of blue lights flashing, uh, let's let's kind of recap this. Uh, you're you're out in Pennsylvania. You're up in Bluntstown. But when you come back, you're planning on maybe heading down to uh, Clewiston to do a little uh, teal hunting on a place that you found. Before we got out of here today, I wanted to reiterate where this place was and how much it cost to go down there and shoot uh, well, these things. It, it was uh, at Mark Clemens' place at Everglade Adventures, if you look him up. And uh, he talk about birds. I mean, there was just hundreds and hundreds in the flock. Well, and I know that it was like, uh, you said they charged like 150 bucks 100, for 150, them. I do believe it was. And I, I'm sure that's until the limit is reached because yeah, I don't know how long you it can't, would. You can't shoot more than what the, the bag limit is. But I know you have so many people, and I know that a lot of our listeners won't be able to see the video. I know you're going to attempt to try to get it up on our Facebook page and let people take a look at it, but... Uh, it it literally looked like something that you would see in Argentina or somewhere in South America where there were just waves of these around. And I know we have so many people who are jonesing to try to get, you know, to go out and go dove hunting or something like that. And usually if you find a pay dove place, it's about $70 for the day for the most part. Some are 75 you know, for the, for the day. I'm thinking – Dude, for a few extra dollars, you go down there. Not only you're getting a bigger, bigger, better deal. I mean, teals are much better and bigger than than doves. You know, if you don't get your max or your limit uh, at 15 of them, you leave pretty much empty-handed. Because I don't think somebody's going to go down there and leave empty-handed. No. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you go down there, unless you're Carlos and you're trying to hit the clay pigeon. But now this wow. is this is a place where they or Jonathan with an armadillo. They they work at it. I mean they 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 plant the plants, they flood the fields, they do everything that's right, and they keep a perfect environment down there for these for these ducks to thrive down there. So it's I hate to say it's an almost guaranteed limit when you go down there, but from what I saw in the video, you're taking meat home. You're gonna take meat home, 
and it might be something worth that. So I'm really excited to see you go down there and give it a shot. Uh, I would say that hey, you need to borrow maybe 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 we, maybe we take you down there. Um, I don't know. It's a long drive. There's he, a few he, bridges in between here and there too. It's it's well, crazy you, you talk. Could, you could ride. Do you think you could handle being a passenger? Uh, maybe. I don't know. How long's the drive? Three hours. So that's a that's a 48 minute helicopter ride. So maybe I'll just do that. I'll I meet could, you down I there. I could maybe get somebody to take us down there on a plane. Uh, no, I don't trust planes. I want the, I want a I want a spinning wing, somewhere where we can land somewhere if we have to. A spinning wing is better than a plane a fixed wing yeah in some instances yes especially in an emergency situation where you have to put down in unless it. you know somebody who's good at a auto rotating or whatever it is that's just if you lose a tail rotor dude i mean how often does that happen how you take a small plane down there you can glide a mile you, you guys yeah. are i'm thankful for these conversations i'll just go ahead and say that on the thanksgiving i'm not riding in a, i'm not riding all scrunched up in the back of a cessna i'm thankful that me and diego get to witness this cessna 150 and then all of a sudden somebody has to do a potty emergency listen right every, there that every time fun. we want to take you somewhere there's a million reasons why you can't go as i said at the beginning of the show and look how happy you are when i show up <laughs> So just shut up. <laughs> That's the way to. Hey, bring there's a blind, man, there's, man. A bl- there's a blindfold and a black sack in his future. All right. Well, we got to get out of here. We hope you had a great and wonderful Thanksgiving. We appreciate everybody listening and tuning in. We really do appreciate it. Next Saturday, we'll be a lone wolf in it without Bill George, at least for a couple of weeks or so. We'll so figure it out. We'll. Uh, we hope you'll uh, join us and have a good time. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. We'll see you guys next Saturday. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors. You can always go check us out at bigandwild.com. Check on that link, listen live, or go to the uh, past shows for podcasts and all that stuff. Diego, thanks for putting up with us for three hours. And we're very thankful for you, Diego. (laughs) Yes. Go have fun, you guys. We'll see you next Saturday. Big and Wild Outdoors. Bye-bye.